And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and he could not for the press. Or so many people pressing and a pushing and a group, large numbers of people. Uh, he could not. Such a great crowd there. Plus, the Bible said, because he was little of stature, a little short person. I thought about this last night as I studied, and he could have been a midget. I don't know if he was. He's short, shorter than average. But he wanted to see Jesus. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, the religious people, and when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day, is salvation come to this house for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. Here is our text verse, verse 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his precious word. I want to read... Uh, this is also mentioned again in St. Matthew chapter 18, verse 11. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. But in Psalm 104, I want to read just a few verses. You see that a part of that verse on the front of the newsletter. Psalm 104, beginning with verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Talking about God. How great. When we talk about God, we talk about God the Father, Jehovah, God the Son, Jesus Christ, God the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, Thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty. Who covers thyself with light as with a garment? Who stretches out the heavens like a curtain? Who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters? Who maketh the clouds his chariot? Who walketh upon the wings of the wind? Who maketh his angels spirits, his ministers a flaming fire? who laid the foundation of the earth, that it should not be removed forever. Thou coveredest it with the deep as with a garment. The water stood above the mountains. 
At thy rebuke they fled. At the voice of thy thunder they hasted away. They go up by the mountains. They go down by the valleys under the place which thou hast founded for them. And on and on it talks about how great God is, and He truly is the great and the mighty God. But folks, of all the things that you could be could be said about God, the greatest thing that could be said about Him is not in Psalms 104, and we can't take anything away from <clears throat> the greatness of God. He spoke it all into existence, created it all, and made everything that's good and great and honorable. But that's not the greatest thing that could be said about Him. The greatest thing that could be said about Him is in verse 10 of our, our text. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. For if that was not in there, all that God made, this beautiful earth, the universe, the entire universe, all the beautiful mountain peaks, and we look out this morning and see these beautiful leaves in the fall of the year, how they turn and someone said it's what is it, God's coloring book, how beautiful that it is and the mountain streams and the beautiful water and the beautiful scenes and all that God has done, but what good would it be if we was just if we were just here to look at it, to see it, and to enjoy it, and then to say, that's all that there is. There's no hope. What good would that be? What good would that be? There is no declaration in the Word of God of greater importance than this right here. For the Son of Man is come to seek and save that which was lost. It is the very lifeblood of the gospel of Jesus Christ or the good news. The good news. Not only is God in charge, not only did God create it, and not only did God lay the foundations of the world and how great and how big the world is, and we think that we are doing something great when we figure out some little something or drill a hole and go so far, but God laid the foundations of the world, but that, folks, is is important and it's wonderful and it's magnificent and it proves and shows that God is in charge, God is in control, but oh, how much greater is this statement that God looked out and saw every human being, every human being, and said that they're all lost. They're all lost. They're all unsaved. They all have a common destiny, and that is hell. But God did something about that. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. It's the best news that's ever been or ever will be. You don't have to die and go to hell. To all the world, to all the world, and I meant to bring the report from our internet sermons. We had 122, I believe, uh, people from different parts. We didn't have anybody in another part of the world. We had six or eight states come out in the state of Washington and South Carolina. I don't remember. I'll bring it. But 
we had 122 people that listened, downloaded and listened to the, to the gospel over the internet. And, and if this goes out, I'm saying that to all the people in all the world, this news is for all the world. This news is for, not just for America, not just for us here in Mitchell and Yancey County, but for all of America, for South America, for China, for Russia, for all the world. Wherever there is a human being, this news is for that person, for God, for the Lord Jesus Christ, for the Son of Man is come to seek you out and to save you if you'll let Him. How much greater news? There is no greater news than that. Well, folks, if we had all the world and, and lose our soul, what good is it? If we, could, if we could own all the world and then lose it and die and go to hell, what good is it? But God saw that there was a problem with man, and God supplied the remedy. goes along with our Sunday school lesson. Jesus Christ came into the world to seek and to save that which was lost. This lost, this word lost is the condition of all mankind. All mankind. Every one. Whether you're Chinese or Russian or Japanese or American, black, white, red, yellow, whatever color of your skin, whatever your background, whatever your heritage, Whatever it might be, you and I are lost outside of Jesus Christ. Yeah, but preacher, I've been brought up. Now I've done this and that. I won't even waste our time. The Bible said that for all have sinned. We're talking about we're all in this same boat if we're not already saved. All have lost. It was lost by our first parents, Adam and Eve. What? They did there in the Garden of Eden. They lost it, and they lost it not only for themselves, but all of their posterity, which is us. We, by inheritance, we inherited that lost condition. We stand before God as lost, wandering around, not knowing where we're going. Lost because our first parents... All that was there in the Garden of Eden, that glorious, that holy, that which was blessed, was lost. Lost. And man was driven out of the Garden of Eden, and God said, you've lost it. you lost it. Not only for you, but for every other person. All was lost in Him. All the honor, all the inheritance, all of life was lost. And a person who has never believed in the Lord Jesus Christ is still in that lost condition. Folks, God has made it so plain. God has made it so simple. Not through a keeping of the law. Not through a sacrifice. But the sacrifice has already been made. First of all, we must realize that we are lost. That we are lost. If we have never, ever asked the Lord Jesus Christ, and however you ask Him, that's, I don't know, it could be different. 
but you come to this one conclusion, I'm lost, I'm on my way to hell, I'm going to die and go to hell. And let me say to you, there is a hell. A very famous preacher who many of you have seen or heard on television, and it was not Billy Graham, made this statement, and, it, and you don't put confidence in man, but he was preaching on the rich man and Lazarus, and he's talking about where the rich man died and was buried and lifted up his eyes in hell and torment. And this preacher said, Now, folks, that where they're talking about flames and in torment is not what we understand as flames and torments. That it's a different thing. Said, you know that if he was in flames, he'd ask for a cup of water, not a drop of water. Folks, the Bible cannot... The Bible says, let God be truth and every man a liar. There is a hell. And I don't care who it is, if they come along and say and try to take the fire out of hell and to say, well, it's not really what it means. It means exactly what it says. He lifted up his eyes in hell being in torment. You know why he went there? Because he was lost. And that's why everyone goes there, because... They're lost, and hell is not a place where you burn up instantly. Hell is not a, not a figment of the imagination. Hell is not a place of mental distress. Hell is a place of physical hurting and pain. And the Bible said that there shall be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and every end. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is not a one of us. But what we have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In one jot or one tittle, one little lie, but a lie is a lie. A sin is a sin. So we must realize that if we have not asked the Lord Jesus Christ, if we have not believed in Him, we're lost. We're lost. Oh, the multiplied millions of people this morning that are lost, that are trying to be good enough, that are trying to go to church enough, that are trying to go through a creed, that are, that are doing all kinds of things to try to get back in favor with God when the only way to get back in favor with God is to accept what Jesus Christ has already done. We don't have to do anything but accept that. Jesus Christ said, For the Son of Man is come to seek and save that which was lost. He came looking. So, we realize that we are lost. Well, I've been a good person. The Bible said that there is none good, no, not one. Folks, that is all the world, every man, all nations. That's China, that's Russia, that's America. That's every nation that could be mentioned, every tongue, every race, every creed, every man, every woman, every boy, every girl is lost. And, and when we're talking about children, those children that have not reached that age where they know right from wrong, truly, surely they're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. But everyone who knows right from wrong has chosen wrong. And I stand before you this morning to tell you the greatest news that has ever been proclaimed, and that came from the lips of Jesus Himself in our text. For the Son of Man is come to seek. He's come to seek you out. 
and to save you. He has come to seek you out. He comes to your house. He comes to the church. Oh, listen. Even while we were in church this morning, even when we first opened the church, Ted Sparks got up, or we maybe had a song. I don't remember if we had a song first. I guess we did. Yeah, where we'll never grow old. And then from that very time, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the invisible presence of God is in this church walking up and down these aisles and between these pews and touching the hearts of people and saying, if you're lost, if you have never asked Jesus Christ, if you've never said, Lord, I believe and I accept what you've done for me, the Holy Spirit is seeking you out. He's he's seeking you out. And in the Sunday school lesson, the Holy Spirit is seeking you out, using the teacher as they've studied and given themselves over. He's seeking you out. Deep down in here, you feel that seeking. That's the very reason. Jesus had no other purpose to come. He came for that reason and that reason only. He came for you. He came for you. Wherever you're at. He came for you. He came for me. Why? Because He loved us. For God so loved the world. For God so loved every one of us. And He said, I don't want to see anybody go to hell because hell was never prepared for People anyhow is prepared for the devil and his angels, but when people reject God, when they reject the, what he's already done, and, and see, man don't have to do anything. In my hand, no price I bring. Simply to thy cross I cling. Lord, I come. Oh, Lord, I come. I believe. I believe I don't understand it, but I believe it and I accept it. And when we do that, the Lord Jesus Christ saves us and assures us that we're going to heaven. Everybody in here this morning, I am 99.9% sure, I'll say 100% sure, that everybody in this building this morning wants to go to heaven. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Well, you can be assured that you're going to go to heaven, and so many people will try to tell us, well, we never know when we get there. Beloved, we, we can know. We do know. Because we have accepted the plan of salvation. Jesus has made it so plain. Jesus has made it so plain. And the thing about it, you say, why do you preach it? Well, it's the gospel and it needs to be preached. That's what we're told to preach, the gospel. We can preach about the power of God and there are times for that. We can preach about the fact that God created the earth and the world and all that's in it and there's time for that. But the main important thing that needs to be preached is the good news. The good news. Hey, the good news. Jesus Christ came. He left the throne of glory. And He came to this earth for one one purpose. To seek you out. To seek me out. And to save you. So you won't have to go to hell. What wonderful, marvelous news. And folks, it's the only way. It is not through Mohammedism. 
Islam, it's not through Buddhism, it's not through anything else but the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what he said? Speaking of Jesus, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. If you try any other way, you're not going to get in. I'm going to ask you something. Have you? Have you? Do you remember a time when you asked and said, Lord, I'm lost? I know I'm lost. The Holy Spirit convicted you of that. Do you remember a time when you said, Lord, I don't want to go to hell? Be thinking about that. So we have all sinned. It's, it's the whole world has sinned. We're in that lost condition. Then not only that, we're, we're helpless. We're in a helpless state. We cannot help ourselves. We can't help ourselves. We're utterly helpless to help ourselves. If we could have helped ourselves, Jesus Christ wasted His time by coming. We're all in a helpless state. I was in a miry pit, in a miry clay, in the Psalms. And I was in this miry pit, and the more I tried to get out, the deeper I went into it. But, oh, the Lord picked me up and pulled me up out of that miry clay and set my feet on a solid rock. And He established me. And He changed my life. He changed my heart. He changed my outlook on everything. And the things that I used to hate, I now love. And the things that I used to love, I now hate. And He changed not only that, but He changed my destination. I know that I know that I'm ready to go. Folks, it is in Him. It is in the Lord Jesus Christ. For He, for the Son of Man, is come to seek and save that which was lost. That which was lost. Utter helpless. We need to see, and we're in the, in the Word of God, we are compared to a lost sheep. The lost sheep is wandering around not knowing how to get back, always wandering farther and farther, blading out and trying to get in contact, trying to do whatever it takes, but it always wanders and wanders farther away and eventually falls off of a cliff or into a hole or is devoured by wild beasts. And we are, we as human beings that are lost are referred to as lost sheep as a lost traveler, as a lost criminal, as a lost ship, a lost ship that's out on the sea in the middle of a hurricane and, and, and all the instruments are gone and nobody knows and you're so disoriented you don't know and there's clouds and, and rain and you don't know where you're at. You don't know where you're going except you think, and it's a good probability, I'm going to the bottom, I'm going to drown. A lost ship. That's the way so many people are, just going through life like a lost ship. Like a lost ship. So thank God for our direction finder. I remember, let me share a little something personal. When I was training for flight training, we used to go to Hickory and they had the, uh, the flight center, the national flight center there, and we trained for this. We'd go up and and uh, intentionally, well, we wouldn't lost, but we'd call in and say, we need a DF, a direction finder. I'm lost. 
And they'd, of course, tell us to do something, make a couple of turns or hit a transponder, and then automatically they'd hone us in and would bring us right into the airport. And the, and the man that was in charge of that, I remember it just like it was this morning. He said, you'd be surprised how many people, how many trained pilots call in here and said, I need a DF, I'm law, in other words, I need a direction finder. And he said, you can tell by the tone of their voice that they don't know where they're at. And said, so many times, once we get them on the ground, they'll come out laughing and say, well, I knew where I was at all the time. said, I just wanted to check it out. But he said, we can tell by the tone of their voice. And I want to tell you folks, so many people are wandering around, are flying around, so to speak, and they need a DF, a direction finder. And Jesus is that voice. In the middle of the night, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of trouble, He'll find you, and He'll save you, and He'll bring you safely. You know why? Because for the Son of Man is come to seek and save that which was lost. He's the great restorer. He puts us back to where we once were, to where man once was. He was the divine Son of Man. His humanity was so. He was one of us, but yet He was the Son of God. The Bible said He was conceived of the Holy Ghost. God dwelled in Him. He's the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Not some good man, not some good prophet, but the Son of God came and said, I am come to seek and seek you out and show you the way and to save you. His mission, why did He come? He came into the world to seek he was an itinerant. That word itinerant means he is traveling. We've heard of itinerant preachers riding on horses, going to different places to preach. Jesus Christ was an itinerant. He didn't stay in one place. The Holy Ghost is itinerant. He's here. He's there. He's in China. He's in Russia. He's everywhere. For Jesus Christ came for the whole world. America does not have a monopoly on God. But for God so loved the whole world. And He wants to seek and save everybody. The saddest part of all is that right here in this Bible Belt, where people have heard it all their lives, People still die and go out to meet God without any hope. They get used to it. But folks, when you get lost, you get up in an airplane by yourself and get lost and you get disoriented and you know about the only thing that you're going to meet is when the ground flies up and hits you. You have a, you have a feeling of fear and panic come over you. That's nothing compared to what's facing you that very quick that quick I heard about a, a man that I worked with at Air Free Heater I hadn't seen him in years somebody told me the other day 
said, you hear about so-and-so and he called his name? I said, no, what about it? said, well, he was out here at Grassy Creek on the golf course playing golf. Fell dead, just like that. Just like that. Can you put it in writing and guarantee to me that you're going to be alive tomorrow or next week or next month or next year? Folks, listen. Jesus Christ came to seek you out. And He uses preachers and teachers and Christians to witness. That's the gospel. Jesus Christ loves you. Don't push that aside. I can't bear, I cannot bear the thoughts. While Charles and Kim are coming, listen, I cannot bear the thoughts of being cut off from God forever. To be in hell forever and be cut off. And especially when you don't have to. This is the gospel. And you know what it is? If you'll believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and that God hath raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That means you're going to miss hell. Now, I asked you a question a while ago. Do you remember Do you remember a time when you asked the Lord to save you? Do you know beyond any shadow of a doubt that you're saved? How terrible it is for anyone to go to hell but to come through this church and to have heard so many times the good news and have it laid out in front of you and to have the Holy Spirit speak to you and then to put it off. I know how we as human beings are. I know how Satan is. He said, well, I wouldn't go up there. I wouldn't go up there and ask and kneel. I agree with Billy Graham. Everyone that God called, he called publicly. Well, to publicly come up and then acknowledge and confess Jesus. But folks, you and I are not guaranteed another breath to wake up in hell and say, my, my.